We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents Sports Talk Saturday. I don't grow great facial hair, okay? What's the one thing I'm really, really good at? The elite complainer right here. Oh, well, that's bad coffee. I love it. Zach's bringing my kind of music right here. I'm all for a good rave. And unlike Nate, I can grow better better facial hair than he does. Not trying to take shots at Nate when he's off, but... Yeah, actually, no, I'm taking shots at Nate. Welcome into Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Happy holidays to everybody. This will be our last edition of Sports Talk Saturday because, of course, next week is Christmas and the week after that is New Year's Day. We I think we're off for both of those days. I'm expecting that we're both off for those days. I could be surprised. I know for Christmas, at least, we'll be off. New Year's Day, I don't, I don't know if Nate's going to be coming in. I wouldn't expect it, but either way, we're here. We're... Ready to talk some sports with you. Brayton Wilson is uh, is here talking with you. Hello, everyone. Uh, it is good to be back in the hosting spot for this show. And, uh, and of course, if in case you haven't been uh, hearing and in case you haven't noticed that, uh, that you haven't been hearing my voice, uh, I've been over with WBEN for the little longest while here for almost a good two months that I've been over there right now helping out there. I've been doing a little bit of some news reporting for them and filling in. And, you know, it's been going pretty darn good so far. And as I told you back at Thanksgiving when I was on with Howard and Jeremy, I'll be around. I'm not gonna be uh I'm not gonna be a stranger to the show or to the program, to the station. I'd be here. I'd be around and being involved in one way or another. And here I am, back in the captain's chair for Sports Talk Saturday with you, ready to talk some Bills football, ready to talk some Sabres hockey, uh, despite everything that's going on in the sports world, especially with a bunch of COVID outbreaks happening with a bunch of different teams and really across the league. We're here. We're here talking sports with you. We're here. We're going to preview uh, the Bills-Panthers game coming up tomorrow afternoon at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park. It'll be a little little chilly, I do believe, for that game, but it's not supposed to rain. It's not supposed to snow. There's not expected to be any precip. Might be just a little chilly, but nothing that is uh, going to make things miserable for the experience on Sunday. I mean, it looks pretty miserable right now. It did snow last night here in Amherst. Right now it is currently raining, so if you are on the roads, do be careful. But, I mean, certainly we're here. We're going to... Get you through this Saturday, and we're going to uh, to talk plenty of sports with you. And you can join the program at any time. Grab that phone. Give us a phone call. 803-0550 is the phone number to get a hold of us here. You can also reach out to us uh, on the toll-free number if you need it, one 888 550 2550. Tweet us to join the show. At BJ Wilson WGR is my Twitter handle. You can tweet the 
WGR account at WGR 550. Zach Jones is also here producing for the show today. He's also been doing a lot of the filling in for me uh, with Howard and Jeremy in the mornings. Feel free to give him a, a follow on Twitter at Zachary Jones 198 on Twitter. So uh, be sure to go out there, press that follow button for Zach and uh, give him some love on this fine Saturday, late morning, eventually early afternoon. We're here and uh, and and definitely want to get a lot of your thoughts on this upcoming week with the Bills taking on the Panthers. The Panthers are, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, earlier this year, I was one person. I, I think I was on uh, the same boat with Sal, and I think Joe's on the same boat here, too, where... Early in the year, the Panthers got off to the hot start. Sam Darnold looked really good. And I think, and I know this at least from my experience, saying, yeah, the Panthers look like they're going to be a legitimate contender for the AFC South this year. They probably, I mean, they're definitely better than the Falcons. I, I'm, uh, let's just remember, I'm dating back to earlier in the year when I say this. The Panthers are better than the Falcons. They're better than the Saints. And they're not as good as Tampa Bay, but there's not going to be too many teams that are as good as Tampa Bay right now. But they're certainly, uh, they're certainly maybe the second best team in the AFC, in the NFC South. Eh, well, fast forward a couple months later, eh, the Panthers fired their offensive coordinator. Uh, Sam Darnold has regressed quite a bit under center for the Panthers, and they're last place in the division, five and eight. They're not out of it yet, but they're five and eight. The Falcons and the Saints are tied 6-7 and seven in the standings. And, of course, Tampa Bay is right up there 10-3. and three. The Panthers currently right now uh, in a little bit of a, uh, I guess you could say, quarterback dilemma because certainly, uh, <laughs> I mean, they have a situation where they had, I think, three quarterbacks practicing this week in terms of having Cam Newton still there because, remember, Cam Newton is a, is a Carolina Panther again. They had P.J. Walker, who was the backup to Sam Darnold, then became the backup to Cam Newton, but has seen action this year because neither quarterback has been able to really supplant himself as a legitimate threat against any other team. And now Sam Darnold was uh, designated for return off injured reserve this week. So there's a potential that Sam Darnold could be back come Tomorrow at 1 o'clock, under center for the Panthers. So we really don't know uh, who's going to be starting. Uh, am I too worried? No, I'm not too worried at all. The only thing I'm worried about with the Panthers is their defense. Their defense uh, continues to look relatively good. I mean, their pass rush is pretty darn good. I mean, Brian, Brian, uh, uh, Brian Burns is, I mean... Just one of those guys on the edge that is really good. Like, I mean, he is just a dangerous threat no matter what on the edge for the Panthers. Uh, you know, they've had a good um, front seven, I would say, for quite some time. And, of course, their secondary is not too bad as well. I mean, they did add Stephon Gilmore to that mix as well. And it, just how good the Panthers' defense is, especially this year, they're second behind the Bills in the entire NFL. So the best defenses in the league are going up against one another this week. And then next week, the Bills will face the third best defense in the NFL in New England. So Josh Allen and the Buffalo offense is going to have, they're likely going to have difficulty uh, trying to produce really much of anything against the Panthers in, in, in terms of the defense and going up against them. Uh, and Buffalo's defense probably is still going to look pretty darn good against the, the Panthers because the Panthers are one of the worst-ranked offenses in the league. Uh, it, here's here's the rankings in terms of offenses in the NFL uh, from worse all the way to where Carolina is. Houston is by far the worst. They average 264.2 yards per game, and they're just bad. 
Davis Mills, bad. They had Tyrod Taylor under center, and now Davis Mills is their starting quarterback again for the rest of the year. They're still bad. They can't run the football. They can't really throw the football. Uh, that that offense just kind of is stuck in the mud. They've been stuck in the mud for the entire season, and somehow they still have two wins. Chicago is the second worst, even though they have Justin Fields. That's all I really want to say, because I, re- I, I do like Justin Fields, and I really do want him to, to see him succeed, uh, but, you know, Right now, it's not looking good. In, in, in my theory of uh, you don't trust any quarterback that comes out in the draft from two schools, Alabama and Ohio State. Mac Jones, yeah, I mean, he's doing okay this year, but have I been really impressed with Mac Jones this year? Not too much. Zach, have you been impressed with Mac Jones this year? Um, A, a little bit just because he is probably, I think, the most cerebral of the rookie quarterbacks, but he's done nothing for me to go – Oh, you're going to be a superstar right. in two, three years. Right. You look at this year's draft class, and you look at the first-round quarterbacks. I mean, number one was Trevor Lawrence. I mean, what a situation he got thrown in in Jacksonville. Hopefully he hasn't been ruined or anything like that. Hopefully he can bounce back because, I mean, he was one of the best college prospects to come out ever since his freshman year and, and up until he got drafted. Uh, then number two, Zach Wilson. A lot of people raved and loved about Zach Wilson. Uh, just remember, he's with the Jets, and the Jets oftentimes finds, find ways to screw up their quarterback situation. Uh, and then you had, uh, let's see, Justin Fields was in that mix, and then Mac Jones. Am I forgetting a quarterback? Yes, I am. I'm forgetting Trey Lance. Trey Lance went to the 49ers. It's been mostly Jimmy Garoppolo. We really don't know much about what Trey Lance is going to be just yet because we haven't really gotten that uh, that good amount of tape or good amount of, of games to watch him. So uh, of all the quarterbacks that were drafted this year, Mac Jones is looking like the best of the group. But again, as, as Zach and I have pointed out, nothing's really been impressive about Mac Jones. He's, he's a good game manager. He's, he, he's good with his accuracy this year. Um, but I mean, against the Bills, he only threw three passes. Uh, then they had the bye week last week. And the Patriots play tonight, which I will get to uh, eventually here in terms of schedules because the NFL schedule has been flipped on end due to COVID-19, and uh, I'll I'll update you that in in a little bit. Jacksonville is the next ranked offense after Chicago, or I should say third worst offense in the NFL. Miami's fourth worst. Seattle, of all teams, is fifth worst. Uh, And then Carolina. Carolina is the sixth worst offense in the entire league. Uh, Detroit's better than Carolina. The Giants are better than Carolina. The Falcons, okay, it's it, I mean, it's not super surprising, but the one team that is surprising that's better than the Panthers is the Jets. The Jets are a better offense. The Jets, let's see here, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. They're the 12th worst offense in the league. You're With the Jets, you're approaching like middle-of-the-pack territory with them, and that's really weird to say. But Carolina's not a good offense. They're a good defense. Second-best defense in, in the league in terms of yards against per game. I'm just I'm, I'm looking real quick at uh, points per game. Carolina only gives up 21.7 points per game. That's not terrible. It isn't terrible. The Patriots are the best team. The Broncos are the next best team, and the Bills were the best team for a while. The Bills are still third-best, though, in terms of giving up points per game, 17.6 points per game. The Patriots are 15.4. The Broncos are 17.5, and the Bills are 0.1 behind the Broncos. Carolina, 21.7. That ranks them 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th best in the league. So it'll be a challenge. It will be a challenge for the Bills' offense, for Josh Allen, especially if Allen is feeling the lingering effects of his foot injury against the Buccaneers. Certainly, uh, you know, you definitely don't want to see Allen run too much, especially with this injury. You don't want to see him uh, trying to do too much on his injured foot. But certainly, um, it'll be a challenge. And I'm, But still, even then, I'm not too worried about this game. I, I almost hate to say it, but I, I really don't... Like, I hate looking overlooking this game, but I kind of am. And I, I don't know if I should be. I don't know if I... I'm feeling too confident in the Bills' capabilities in this upcoming game. Because, again, the offense for Carolina, it really is not good. Without Christian McCaffrey, their next best running back is Chuba Hubbard, and he's only averaging like three and a half yards per carry, if that. Like their offense, the run game isn't good. The passing game is not good. 
I'm not too concerned about the Bills offense or the Bills defense at least um getting chewed up by this Panthers offense. The defense, you know, the, the Bills offense going up against Carolina's defense, you know, Stefan Gilmore is there. Uh, you know, Brian Burns is there. And the, the Panthers certainly have a, a formidable defense, but I'm feeling confident in their abilities to get past the Panthers and move uh and move past them and get to New England the next week in New England at Foxborough. And that's the game where, you know, you kind of look ahead. But, again, I hate looking ahead and, and talking about this in this way, but I kind of I kind of have to, almost, in my mind, because the next biggest matchup for the Bills is the Patriots. And then after that, you face the Falcons, and then you face the Jets. I mean, the Bills have a legitimate chance to sweep the final four games of the year. They still have a legitimate chance to win the AFC East. I mean, maybe not legitimate. I'll take that back. They still have a chance to win the AFC East. But what's more legitimate is their chances to get into the playoffs. I think it was 66%, if I remember correctly, from 538 sports. I think it was 66% chance they earn a wild card spot and make the playoffs. And I think it was only 20% chance to win the AFC. Of course, those chances will increase if the Colts manage to find a way to beat the Patriots tonight. And then if... The uh, and then if the Bills beat the Panthers tomorrow, those those numbers will likely fluctuate kind of bit. What what? And I kind of had this debate earlier this week in terms of who you're rooting for between the Patriots and the Colts. I'm almost rooting for the Patriots to win this game. It, it, as crazy as that sounds, I'm almost rooting for the Patriots. The Bills lost to the Colts. There's your first head-to-head. I mean, there's your first tiebreaker head-to-head. Colts have that advantage. Bills already lost to the Patriots. Um, But I'd rather feel more comfortable in terms of the Bills, even if they don't win the division. At this point, just get into the playoffs and then prove that you're the better team in the division or in, in the AFC by the time that January rolls around. Because if you do that, I don't think you're going to have too many problems. I mean, look at the Buccaneers last year. The Buccaneers, they finished as the top wildcard team. They faced the Washington football team in the opening round of the playoffs. They, I mean, they barely got through Washington. But then they they rolled along and they went to the Super Bowl and beat the Chiefs and were Super Bowl champions led by Tom Brady. I wouldn't mind the Bills at this point in time if they finished as the top wildcard team or let's just say the second best wildcard team, whatever. I, it doesn't bother me whatsoever. And they go in and they end up, you know, playing, I don't know, they probably wouldn't face Tennessee. I mean, in the first round, maybe they'd face, maybe they face Baltimore or whoever wins the NFC or the AFC North. At, at this point in time, the likely matchup for the top wildcard team would be whoever wins the AFC North. Baltimore's nine and or eight and five right now. Cleveland's seven and six. Cincinnati is seven and six. Pittsburgh is six one and one. Or six six and one. I love ties. I was very happy when they tied. So I I I'm almost up for the Bills getting that that top wild card spot at this point. And if they have to face a team like the Ravens or the Browns or even the Bengals who all kind of aren't necessarily lighting up the world in terms of their, their play. If I had, if I had to uh, pick a team that I'm a little worried the bills would face in that, that matchup on the road in the first playoff game, if the bills were the top wild card, let's just hypothetically say they were the fifth seed in the AFC Is, I mean, the question is, is Lamar Jackson going to be healthy? He's certainly looking. I, I don't I don't remember if he was ruled out for the Ravens, but he didn't practice at all this week. The Bengals have looked so inconsistent at times. The Browns are currently dealing with a major COVID outbreak in their organization. And at the same point, they've looked very up and down at times this year. I'd be completely fine 
facing the AFC North and, and feeling really confident about facing the winner of the AFC North in that opening playoff round matchup if the Bills, hypothetically saying here, finished as that top wildcard team. So at this point, I really, I really could care less if, uh, if the Patriots beat the Colts this week. I really could care less. So the Patriots beat the Colts. They could be on the on the fast track to winning the division. Even if the Bills beat the Patriots, you know, they'd still be, uh, let's see, they're two games behind. They'd, you know, get to one game, and then anything can happen in the final two weeks. Sure. But like at this point, I'm, I'm not as concerned about who wins tonight's game. I, I, honestly, if anything, I'm rooting for the Patriots. And I hate to say that. I'd probably root for the Patriots to beat the Colts. But in terms of the final four games, how confident are you in terms of them being able to sweep their chances and and win the division or finish as a top wildcard team? That's a that's a poll that we've got on Twitter for you today. You can call in with your thoughts on that. You can provide your input. Not to overlook Sunday's game. But how confident are you in Buffalo's chances in the final four games of the season? You can vote. Number one, extremely confident. Yeah, feeling good. Feeling really confident that they can go in. They could even beat the Patriots, get themselves into either the, the AFC East in the top spot, or they can find themselves as the number one wildcard team and, and kind of situate yourself in a little bit of a better position than if you were, say, uh, the last wildcard team going up against the number one team in the AFC at this point. Uh, which seems to be the Chiefs. The Chiefs have really come along and have looked really dangerous. They've won seven games. Uh, let's see. The Patriots obviously have won seven games, but yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe you even face the Patriots. I don't know. Are you feeling more reserved about their chances in the final four games? You know. I feel good, but at the same point, let's just, you know, let's just focus game to game. Okay, that's fine. Are you feeling like, uh, no, I don't know. I, I don't know what this team is right now. They've lost two straight games. I get it. They they lost to the Patriots and they lost to the Buccaneers. I don't know what, I don't know what to expect. Or are you just feeling like the season's over? Forget it. Pack it in. You know, Bills are seven and six. What, what best are they going to do? You're more than welcome to join us. You're more than welcome to give us your thoughts. 803-0550 is the number. You can reach us toll-free, 1-888-552-550. You can text us. You can tweet us. Feel free to give your thoughts on the matter as well. I mean, again, though, like I'm feeling really, really good about the Bills' chances in the final four games, even against the Patriots, even against this team. Uh, going up into Foxborough, taking on a Patriots team where, I mean, I don't know what the weather forecast is going to be for that game, but, you know, I I, I, I was sitting in a Bills backer bar in Bradenton Beach, Florida, watching the Bills Patriots and just how miserable it looked that game. Mac Jones only threw three times in that game and then they ran the ball down Buffalo's throat. Yeah, sure, the Bills didn't look great defending the run in that game. At times they did, but, you know, they gave up a big run to Damian Harris for a touchdown, and they gave up a, a few other significant runs. I'm not, I'm still not too worried, though. I think when you look at it on paper, as long as there's, you know, let's knock on wood here that there's no more COVID issues with the Bills. I know that Deion Dawkins tested positive yesterday. I know that. Uh, the league is having a, a wide rash of, of COVID positive cases everywhere. When you look at the teams on paper between the Bills and the Patriots, I really do get a sense and a feeling that the Bills are still the better team. I really do. And then you look at the AFC East and it's like, oh, there's Miami too. They've won five games. I'm not too worried about Miami. The Bills beat them twice. I'm not worried about Tua. I'm not worried about anything with the Dolphins at this point. Their defense is okay. But, like, are we really worried that the Dolphins are going to overtake the Bills? I mean, at least in my eyes, no, I'm not. 
Maybe I'm a little too confident. Maybe I am overconfident. But I think the Bills are still the better team. I still think they're better than New England. And that's why maybe at this point I'm kind of like, I really don't care how it plays out in the AFC is at this point. Just get to the playoffs and and go from there. But maybe that's just me. Uh, 803-0551-888-550-2550. We will take your phone calls today. Sal's coming up uh, next segment. We'll take a quick phone call here from Ron and Jamestown, though. Ron, good morning. You're on WGR. Go right ahead. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Sure thing. And uh, I just want to agree with so much of what you're saying. Uh, I I think the Bills are still a question mark in that Tampa Bay game, I think, is such a – such a snapshot of the whole season. Uh, you got the worst of the Bills in the first half and probably the best of the Bills in the first half. And then uh, it's also a snapshot of the life of being a Bills fan. In the end, they came up uh, just just that much short like it seems they always do. But, uh, but I agree with you. I, I just feel like this is a team that, with the remaining schedule, is going to be able to make the playoffs. But I, I don't know which team – we're going to see is it going to be the team that lost to Jacksonville or is it going to be the team that played in the second half against Tampa Bay because I think that team could beat anybody in the league and be Super Bowl champions so they, they've just got us on a roller coaster ride which makes it fun but doesn't make it fun <laughs> uh, does, does that make sense oh absolutely Ron absolutely it makes a ton of sense thanks for giving us a call uh I I definitely you know again watching Last week's game, the the game against the Patriots was just, I mean, that game I felt was, as a whole, way more frustrating than the game last week against the Buccaneers in terms of just, like, I don't know. I feel like the game against the Patriots, the Bills were completely outcoached. They they were conservative, and yes, they were conservative against the Bucs, too, but at, at a point, they opened things up. They They knew they had to try and open things up and open up the playbook and do whatever it took to come back in that game. And they did. If the Bills could be able to show what they did in that second half against the Buccaneers, they should roll the Patriots. They should be able to go out there and dominate New England in the game in Foxborough. That's the Bills I want to see from the second half against the Buccaneers. I want to see that Bills team the rest of the season and into the playoffs. I don't want to see any more of this conservative, uh, oh, hey, it's fourth and eight at the uh, at the other team's 46-yard line. Let's punt the ball away and rely on the defense. I don't want to do that. I don't want to rely on the defense. I don't want to have to try and play a close game. I don't want to have to try and uh, do what it takes. Uh, like, let's get back to 2020 here and let's crush these teams. Let's go out there and put up the points like they were last year without any fear, without any thoughts of playing conservative football. That's what I want to see in the final four games from this Bills team and going forward into the playoffs. Enough with the conservative play. And I get it in the Patriots game. Still, the wind was the biggest factor. But Josh Allen was proving he could throw in the wind. He was able to move the football in the wind and do what he could. It wasn't perfect, but he still was able to prove it. And... They relied too much on the defense. They relied too much on trying to contain the Patriots, and the Patriots were able to come out in the end. And then in the first half against the Bucs, they played conservative. Tom Brady made them pay. And then in the second half, you know, the defense did step up. They did play well against Brady and the and the and the Buccaneers. But the offense stopped, you know, they went guns blazing. They came out and they just did whatever it took to try and get themselves scoring and put themselves back in the game to try and win. Thanks for the call, Ron, though. I appreciate that. 803-0550-1888-552-550. Sal Capaccio coming up next here. We'll chat with Sal, get the latest on the Bills ahead of Sunday's matchup with the Panthers. Coming up at noon, we are going to get the chance to get a Panthers perspective on things when we chat with Julian Council from Locked On Panthers. Uh, then, it, then we're going to switch to hockey at twelve thirty. We're going to talk with Paul Hamilton, get his thoughts on the three-game road trip for the Sabers and what happens going forward with 
everything in the NHL. And then Marty Baron will join us at 1 o'clock, and uh, we'll, we'll continue to talk hockey and, and stay on that train. Join us at any point, 803-0550, Text us, tweet us, join the show. Let's have some fun on this last show before Christmas, last show before the new year on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. Ah, the good old holiday open that, uh, I don't remember when I created this. Probably right when I started, but, uh, Sal's coming up here in just a matter of moments here. Actually, he's. Probably live right now. Yeah, we're good. All right. Sal's joining us right now on the Western Hotline here on WGR. Sal, good morning. Thanks again for taking time uh, on this wet, dreary Saturday to join us here. And it, it's going to be colder tomorrow for you, but it seems like the precip is going to stay away for the most part, right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'll, I'll take the cold as long as there's none of that rain and snow and wind that we've had a lot of right. this year. So. Just bundle up a little bit, but should be good conditions to uh, see a you know a regular football game, if you will, and not have to worry about the weather impacting the game. Very good. I mean, I'm I'm excited to at least watch from you know watch from afar because I won't be at the game, but I'll be watching and and paying close enough attention to what's going on. But certainly, um, I mean, it's not going to be as windy as the last home game that we're expecting. No, that's right. But we've had really tough weather a lot this year. Mm-hmm. You know, we had wind in the Washington game. We had that wind and all the other stuff that went on in the Monday night game. Really, last week at uh, Tampa was the most the best conditions. And, you know, they're not surprising down in Tampa. Good conditions for the Monday night game in Tennessee as well. But remember, the Kansas City game, we had the lightning delay and it rained. Uh, in Miami, we had a bit of a rainstorm at one point. The rain came, I should say, it was super humid out. Um, you know, not complaining, right? I mean, love my job, love to be there. But it certainly has been some challenging weather for the Bills to play in this year. And um, one game in a dome, um, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. But, yeah, I think it should be good for everybody going out there. Patrick Hammer, if anybody wants to hear the uh, weather report from yesterday, he was on with us on the Extra Point Show, uh, which people can find, obviously, on the Odyssey app on demand. Sal Capaccio joining us here on the Wester Hotline here on WGR. Sal's appearance on WGR is brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it is the place to buy a case. I had to get that sponsor read in there for you, Sal. It, it, it makes you happy, makes everybody happy, and it, it especially makes the sponsor happy. Uh, 
Going back to hearing Sean McDermott's comments with you and Joe yesterday on WGR, certainly seems like Josh Allen's going to be ready. However, the the concerning part is Deion Dawkins. The offensive line was in place. The starting five was in place. It, you know, they they had their rough moments last week against Tampa Bay, but they held the fort, gave Josh Allen enough time to make some plays out there. But I mean. We still don't know if Dawkins is going to be available for tomorrow, but how much of a loss is it going to be if Deion Dawkins cannot play for the Bills? Well, it's a big loss. I mean, he's your starting left tackle, your franchise tackle. He hasn't had a really consistent season. He hasn't played his best football this year. He battled COVID earlier in the season. I think that's the first thing that happens when you hear about this. You think about the situation he went through in training camp, Brayton, which was really a tough, tough personal battle for him against COVID and the, the way he spoke about that go back and re-listen to you know when we were in preseason we talked to him right. back in August about yeah. what he went through and he was in the hospital and you know how he felt it was just incredible so the, the weight that he lost um, how bad it hit him I think you go right to that first you know the personal side of this for Deion Dawkins and then on the field yeah, I mean, it's a loss, so what are they going to do? Well, I think they have a couple options. My best guess is they'll move Spencer Brown to left tackle, from right tackle to left tackle, and then move Darrell Williams out to right tackle where he played last year. John Feliciano being back from injured reserve gives you that option because Feliciano can slide back into guard with Ike Butker and then, of course, Mitch Morris at center. Um, now, they do have another option, and that would be to keep Spencer Brown where he's more comfortable and better at right tackle, and then who do you put at left tackle? Then you're looking at Tommy Doyle, Bobby Hart, maybe Ryan Bates if you wanted him there. I don't think that's the best option because as much as Tom, as much as Spencer Brown is a better right tackle than he is a left tackle, I still think he's the best left tackle option here. So I think in that situation, Josh Allen, a hobbled foot, even though he's full and he's ready to go, no injury designation. You know, you do not want to you know risk that any any more so than it has to be, and you want to make sure that he's protected as much as possible. Looking at the rest of the injury report. Um, I think I mean it was expected that we'd see Taiwan Jones and Starla Tulale as questionable. Emmanuel Sanders, he, Sean McDermott said he was out, but he's officially listed as doubtful. But one name that popped up that you know we really haven't heard much from Sal is AJ Epinesa. Uh, he's going to be questionable with an ankle injury, but certainly. It's been pretty surprising to see just how hot of a start not only Epinesa, but really some of the other younger names on the defensive front got off to a good start this year. And then all of a sudden, um, things have really quieted down for that group. Yeah, they have. And even Sean said last week he he needs more production. They need more production uh, from that group. So, you know, the Bills, they're, they're, if you look at some of the um, inner metrics, analytics, uh, things like that, the their pass rush – you know, rate the the rate that they're getting around the quarterback, putting some pressure on, applying some pressure is really pretty good. Actually, they're not getting the quarterback down. They've 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 done it in some spots. Even last week at the end of regulation to sack Tom Brady, that was a really big deal. Obviously, by Matt Milano, like they they had to blitz though to do it. Right, they had to generate some pressure, manufacture it. Um, they don't. They'd rather not do that. They'd rather get home with four. Every team would. It's hard to do in the NFL, but they. They invested so many resources there, right? Greg Rousseau and Boogie Basham. Um, obviously, Starr coming back to help you know, push the pocket a little bit from up front. He's more of a run stopper, but up in the middle, you know, push that. It just hasn't happened. Ed Oliver as well. So, yeah, that's something that they need to do a little bit better. Um, this is a game where this is not a very good offensive line that they're playing, the Carolina Panthers. I think this is a game where the Bills might be able to do that. I'd like to see it if they don't. If they come away from this game without you know getting to the quarterback and affecting the quarterback, then you know we're that that's something that is still becoming a story. But I think this is the kind of game where they should be able to do that, considering this is not a very good offensive line. Sal Capaccio joining us here on the Western Hotline here on WGR. If you want to get a question in for Sal, you can do so. We've got plenty of time here. 803-0550 or one eight eight eight. 550 550 Sal, going into today's show, I was I, I really did not want to think past this game, but it's almost kind of hard to, just given how the Panthers season has really unraveled. I, I know that you were on the, the Panthers boat right off the bat. I was on the Panthers boat right off the bat in terms of thinking that this team could legitimately be a contender, uh, at least in the NFC wildcard picture, maybe not you know in the in the division, but certainly things have kind of fallen apart for them. They fired their offensive coordinator and really really starting to look ugly but i can't help but look ahead to the final to the final four excuse me final four games because with the way that the bills played in that second half against the buccaneers especially that que- after that questionable decision to punt the ball in the third quarter by Sean McDermott but the way that i saw the, the team playing from from the offensive side to the defensive side if we can see that consistently through the final four games heading into the playoffs that the bills can put up wins in the final four games 
I think that team that we saw against the Buccaneers in the later half of that game, if that's the team that consistently goes out on the field and gives everything, it's going to be really hard to stop the Bills going into the playoffs. Yeah, the question is, can we see that team right consistently? Can right. We see, is that what we're going to see from them? I agree. You, though, you take away, you take away a lot from that from the second half, and you go, hey, you know, that's the team. I think a lot of us thought the Buffalo Bills would be. Did they find something there? You know, it's it's been twelve, it's been thirteen games, and you kind of are who you are at that point. But we know the Bills still have Josh Allen, who's an incredible quarterback, and he played an MVP type level in that game. Almost, you know, a toe. He was a toe away, stepping out of bounds from the Bills winning that game on a run from him. Um, you know, but you'd like to see that. You'd like to see that carry over into this week. You got to see the consistency. That's the thing that's bothered me more about it, about anything about the Bills team this year. I think, you know, whether it's however it's being played, offense, defense, anything, Sean McDermott's teams have been consistent um, throughout his tenure. They have been inconsistent this year. That's the thing that bothers you. And I think that that's what you're looking for is does that create maybe more consistency going into the last few weeks here? They do not have a daunting schedule. Of course, the Patriots next week, that's a little different deal. The Panthers, the Falcons, the Jets, three very winnable games. Um, I'd like to see that as well. Weather is going to be a factor a little bit in the final two games. Like I said, probably not tomorrow. Maybe next week in New England. We'll see about that. Yeah, they, they, they you'd like to see that. And, and if, if that were the case, Brayton, if, if you told me what we saw in the second half in Tampa is going to be what they're going to be on offense, oh, my God, like I would take this team to win any game against any team. They're, they're just as good. Their talent is just as good as any team in the AFC. You combine that with how they played in the second half, they can beat anybody and they can go anywhere. All right, Sal. So looking ahead at this Panthers team, as you mentioned, their offensive line has really struggled uh, over the last several games. Not only that, but I mean, there's still unanswered questions at quarterback in terms of who's going to start. Sam Darnold was activated or he was designated to return from injured reserve this week. He practiced along with Cam Newton and PJ Walker. I mean, should it really be a concern at this point who starts a quarterback for Carolina just because of the play of all three quarterbacks, especially as of late in terms of just we don't know what we're expecting from Cam Newton from week to week. P.J. Walker is just, you know, he's a guy that might just be only a guy. And then Sam Darnold, despite the hot start, he's really fallen apart as the season gone along before his recent injury. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be both Newton and Walker. We know that Matt Rule said that uh, the Bills know that they need to prepare for two different quarterbacks. I don't care which quarterback it is. The Bills should be able to handle them. And if they aren't able to handle them, then uh, there's some issues. Uh, But this is not a daunting group. This is a group that has struggled a lot this year to score points, to move the ball, to sustain drives. They've turned the ball over a lot. There's going to be opportunities for this Bills defense. If the Bills defense doesn't get back to who they were, you know, prior to the Tampa game in the first half, you know, they played really well in the second half. The Bills should be able to play defense to me tomorrow against these two quarterbacks, against this team, the way they've played most of the year, save a few games or halves here or there. Um, if they can't, I think that this going to be uh, – th- that would be alarming to me. Let me just say that uh, because this is not a team that they should really struggle with, and I don't think it's two quarterbacks they should struggle with. You look at both of them. Newton's completing less than 59% of his passes. Walker, left in less than 55% of his passes. Together, they've combined for four touchdowns and six interceptions. I and mean, this is not a daunting group of quarterbacks. Um, and yeah, they were forced to turn to them at the same time because of Darnold's injury, but Darnold wasn't what they thought he was either after they made all the move to get him and sign him to the, or exercise the fifth-year option. I think, small picture, tomorrow, Nate, uh, Brayton, Newton and Walker, built. Quarterbacks the Bills should handle. Big picture for the Panthers, they still have to evaluate the quarterback situation at the end of the year. Yeah. And last thing I'll, I'll ask you about, Sal, before we let you go is is the Panthers' defense. While, while the offense yeah. has really, really struggled, the defense is really, really good. You know, their, their front seven, front four has been relatively dangerous the entire year. They have Stephon Gilmore and they have a, a good secondary and they're third in, in the NFL in terms or in terms of points against per game or excuse me, no, I got that wrong. They're second in the NFL in terms of yards against yep. per game. Um, but I mean, certainly if there is any concern and with a, a banged up Josh Allen is can this Bills offense still be able to move a ball against a, a Carolina defense that can keep them in games? Yeah, they are a really good defense. They have pass rushers. They're going to get after the passer. That's what they're going to try to do. Um, but there are opportunities, and they have not been as good on the in the back end lately. They've allowed their last three games 
Um, now, 68% isn't too bad. They allowed uh, Miami to complete 87% of their passes. They allowed Washington to complete 72% of their passes, and then 68% against Atlanta. Uh, there are opportunities. Teams have been a little bit more efficient and better at moving the ball on them a little bit as of late. They've also allowed points. Um, they've given up 29, 33, and 27 over their last three weeks. But part of that is also the offense isn't helping their defense. They're putting them in bad positions. They're turning the ball over. They're giving them short fields. But, yeah, this is a defense that can make plays, and they have good young talent at all levels. Hassan Reddick, Brian, Bur- Brian Burns, and, if, look, Deion Dawkins being out, that doesn't help the Bills here. So it is a defense that the Bills will have some, some you know, they, they better stay on track. I'll say that. Don't give them extra opportunities. But I just can't see the Bills, even if the Bills have a lower score, I think that you know maybe getting the 17 or 20 sh- hopefully should be enough in this game. All right, Sal. Well, I'll let you uh, enjoy the rest of your Saturday and stay stay warm tomorrow when, when, the, uh, when the Bills take on the Panthers, and we'll hear from you on the broadcast. All right. Thanks a lot, Brayton. Have thanks, a good Sal. Weekend. Yeah, you as well. Sal Capaccio joining us on the Western Hotline on WGR, and his appearance was brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it is the place to buy a case. We'll step aside, take a timeout, come back for the final segment, but then when we come back right at noon, we will speak with Julian Council, who is the host of the Locked on Panthers podcast. We'll talk with him, get a perspective on the Carolina side of things, how things have played out, what's gone wrong, what's still good with the Panthers, and if if the Bills should be worried about facing the Panthers this upcoming Sunday. Brayton Wilson filling in for Nate Geary this week on Sports Talk Saturday, a holiday edition of Sports Talk Saturday because it'll be the last show before Christmas with Christmas coming next week, and it'll also be uh, the last show before the uh, New Year because New Year's Day is in two weeks from now. Uh, So stick with us. Join us. Give us your phone calls. Give us your tweets, your texts, everything that you want to do to join us on this fine Saturday on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I love this song. I love this movie. I heard when you played this yesterday, and I totally agree with Jeremy when he says this is a banger. This is definitely a banger. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the show's over. I think I'm just going to listen to this the rest of the time. I'm kidding. I'm kidding when I say that. Partially kidding when I say that. Brayton Wilson here filling in for Nate Geary on WGR Sports Radio 550. And momentarily, we'll talk with Julian Council, host of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Uh, get a perspective on the Panthers before we get the chance to talk some hockey. We'll talk with Paul Hamilton, and we'll also talk with Martin Biron coming up later on the show. Paul at 1230, Marty at 1. But certainly, um, looking ahead still to, to tomorrow's game, not really worried about tomorrow's game at all. If we just talk with Sal. So if you missed Sal's interview, you can find that on demand at WGR550.com. Maybe after talking to Julian, I'll be a little more worried about tomorrow's game. Maybe not wanting to look so far ahead. But, I mean, I just like, there's nothing really about the Panthers that are super intimidating. But, then again, you know, I could be wrong. I'm often wrong. I'm often wrong. Have you ever listened to me on the, on this show or any other show that we have here on GR, Zach? I, I'm wrong from time to time. Um, not always, but from, from time to time. Uh, let's see here. We got a tweet in asking, uh, why not rest Allen this week? Why? <laughs> like, no offense to the, to the tweeter, you know, asking that and bringing it up, but why? Why, why would you even think about resting Allen? The only way I'm resting Allen is if you're at halftime and you're up 30 to nothing. At that point, I don't care to see Mitchell Trubisky in for the rest of the game. Fine. <laughs> you know, you need the wins. You need to win out the rest of the year. 
yes, I'm feeling confident about this game. I'm feeling confident about the rest of the, the, the four games in the season. I mean, based on a, a Twitter poll that I put up, you know, I think everybody would get the feeling like, yeah, I'm pretty confident about the Bills' chances in the final four games. Given a, a better playing opportunity against the Patriots in, in uh, next Sunday, but like to to not play Josh Allen, like you know, obviously you want to keep him healthy, you want to protect him, but I, I'm not sitting here thinking like, oh yeah, you should definitely not play him. Like I want to see Allen play, I want to see Allen produce, and you know, if he is healthy tomorrow and. and you know, gets the Bills to a 30 to nothing lead at halftime, then maybe at that point I'd say, okay, rest him. Sit him. Go ahead. But no, I'm not I'm not thinking about that at all. Get Allen out there, let him play. And and, and yeah. I mean again, Allen is playing I, I'll say it. Allen is playing very close to an MVP level again uh this year. Granted, yes, the Bills did not that have not played as well as they did last year. But you look at, especially last week, and I'll agree with Chris Sims when he tweeted this out, Josh Allen was clearly the best quarterback on that field last week. He, he The overall player that he is, just what he brings to the field, the excitement level he brings to watching a game, he was the best player on that field last week. Tom Brady, I get it. He's the greatest of all time, and I, I am not afraid to say that. He is the greatest quarterback of all time. Fight me on that. I, you know, prove me wrong. The the meme where the guy's sitting in the table with the you know, prove me wrong. I am that guy. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, and I'm not I'm not going to back down on it. But you know, Josh Allen was definitely the best quarterback, and I definitely want to see him play. If they get out to a thirty to nothing lead, okay, then at that point I'd probably say, yeah, play Mitch Trubisky. I don't care. 803-0550. We'll step aside, get a break in. Zach's got an update. And when we come back, we'll chat with uh excuse me, we'll chat with Julian Council from the Lockdown Panthers podcast, get a perspective on all things Panthers. Coming up next here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 